Welcome. I'm Peter Alsop, and this is my Songs to Chew podcast, where every week we listen to a song and talk a bit about some of the issues it brings up for discussion. This week, we've got a song from my Ebenezer's Makeover album. It's called Chromosomophobia. It was written by my dear old friend Bob Blue. He recorded it on his The Best of Bob Blue CD, released in 2001. Today, we'll listen to a version sung by Alan Arnaboldi. I think that's him playing a simple and graceful guitar part. So, here's our song to chew for today, Chromosomophobia. Inside everybody's genes there is a set of chromosomes that will determine all our fates to some degree. It inspires the philosophers and scientists to argue over what makes you be you and me be me. But of all the chromosomes, the one that makes the biggest noise is simply labeled with the English letter Y. Cause without it you're a woman and you got a double X, but if you got it then you're gonna be a guy. Now considering the permutations likely to appear within these intricate and complicated genes, it's a wonder that we ponder on our gender as we do with expectations of deciding what it means. How we labor to attribute such a myriad of issues to the chromosome determining our sex. Can it really be so crucial to our psyches and our futures if instead of Y we have a double X? And when people love each other and decide to be together, how absurd it is for someone to imply that the love is not legitimate unless one of the lovers has two X's and the other has a Y. As the lovers struggle on to find a way to build a life that they can share, it seems archaic and obscene to suggest that they should call it off cause it could never work and cite as evidence the makeup of a gene. universe wherein we grow from nothings into somethings on this planet where we try to make a home let us pause to recollect that we are more than what we're made of and a chromosome is just a chromosome this song really gives us a glimpse into Bob Blue's abilities as a wonderfully creative songwriter He's skillfully woven some specific scientific information into a poetic description of how our chromosomes work They are the blueprints that determine our biological gender, among other things. Have you ever noticed how curious we are when we see someone whose gender isn't instantly recognizable? We check out their clothing, hair, face, bone structure, voice, and the way they move, and a multitude of other clues, trying to figure out which binary gender slot they fall into. We've been highly trained to pick up any signals about what gender each human appears to be. I think it's because we need to know in advance how we're supposed to interact with them. And that need to collect accurate gender information is much more about us than it is about them. My rough understanding about genes and chromosomes is that each cell in a normal human embryo has genes inherited from its parents. And these genes make up strands of chromosomes. Humans have 23 chromosome pairs, making 46 chromosomes altogether. And there are two particular chromosomes in our body that determine our gender. They trigger and guide the development of our body type 
starting for each of us when we are but a wee embryo. These chromosomes are labeled either an X or a Y. When an egg and sperm connect to begin making someone, each parent donates a chromosome strand to help instruct the embryo how to develop. Female eggs always provide an X chromosome because the mother, being a woman, always has two X chromosomes, so she always donates an X chromosome to the embryo. And the father, being a man, carries one X chromosome and one Y chromosome. So his sperm donation can be either an X or a Y for the new being. If the little embryo receives one X chromosome and one Y chromosome, then that embryo's body will develop male attributes and structural form. If it receives two X chromosomes, then it will develop with female physical characteristics and attributes. As far as I can tell, <laughs> this is all very scientific and true. What makes this song interesting to chew on is that along with the chromosomes that the embryo inherits, there are also scads of very complex human interpretations and cultural mores about gender and sexuality that get inherited by the new human, along with thousands of years of stories and traditions that have been layered onto this relatively simple scientific interaction that takes place at our conception. As Bob Blue's song says, how we labor to attribute such a myriad of issues to the chromosome determining our sex can it really be so crucial to our psyches and our futures if instead of Y, we have a double X? I think historically, our urgent curiosity about the gender of a new child has developed naturally as an important asset to have. For us to survive, it was probably crucial to be able to see instantly from a distance if a person or people heading our way, perhaps from a different tribe or group, were male or female, and perhaps bigger and stronger than we are. Being able to discern this as soon as possible would give us advance notice about possible danger and more time to gather and figure out how best to respond. As we left hunting and gathering our food and developed farming, we established cities for trade and commerce of goods and services. With so many different cultures and tribes and groups gathered together in one place, each with their own specific rules and practices, we found it necessary to create laws that all people in the cities needed to follow. This was a time when the prophets and tribal leaders and human gods and kings and queens struggled to make their laws and rules and practices dominant. And here we are today, learning how to define who we are with our own voices. We no longer want to be labeled by others simply because they have more dominant voice. My name is Peter. People who don't know me at all sometimes call me Pete. I don't know why, but I just never felt like a Pete. Nothing wrong with that name, it just doesn't feel like me. When I hear it, I think, gee, that person doesn't know me, and they don't seem to care enough about me to check to see what my name is or to find out who I am or what I would like to be called. And I can understand that. I only bring it up because it helps me explain in a simplified way to others of us who have more dominant voices why it's important for many of us to speak up for ourselves now. After years and years and years of being labeled either boy or girl, a man or a woman, straight or gay, sinful or righteous, good or evil, Many of us feel like outsiders, and I know I'm not the only one who has thought, gee, that person doesn't know me, and they don't seem to care enough about me to check out to find out who I am or what I would like to be called. And I'm reminded time and time again of Bob Blue's last verse. In this universe wherein we grew from nothings into somethings, on this planet where we try to make a home, let us pause to recollect that we are more than what we're made of, and a chromosome is just a chromosome. That's plenty to chew on for today. I'm Peter Alsop. Thanks for stopping by. And please tell folks about this podcast. I'll be back next week 
with another song to chew. Bye for now.